one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, what the bloody hell happened there? Um, that was a rather bizarre game of football, wasn't it? Almost farcical, you could say. Don't really know where to begin with this one. I'll begin with uh, actually. I'll begin with Deserby. Let's talk about him because he's a he's a manager that's been heavily linked to us in the past few weeks. Um, I thought he was an absolute tosser today, and. Look, people are always going to come... It's already been said to me on Twitter, but people are always going to come back to this stuff with fighting spirit, winning mentality, all that type of stuff. Arguably, he's one of the reasons that Brighton lost today. The fella completely lost his head. If it's if it's to be believed, he's lost his ass because Stellini said... I don't even recall this entirely, but... People have speculated he's lost his ass because Stellini in the pre-match press conference said something to the effect of he's done a great job, Deserby. He's a great manager, but he inherited a good squad. Something like that. Because from the second the players came out to warm up before the game, he was up in Stellini's face, <laughs> pointing his finger at him, it sort of set the tone for the day, right? Um, and he's ended up getting sent off. And it turned the crowd, like the whole crowd, it sort of galvanised the, the support. Um, and he, he, he... Look, hopefully we want to be a club that's going to be back in the place that Pochettino put us, right? Where we're at the top of the table contesting the massive games. I don't think you can have a manager that loses his head like that so easily and be and want to be successful. It's about sort of controlling that aggression, right? What is it Pochettino said? It saves his passion for the bedroom. You know, it's... it's Nah, not for me. Not for me. Um, it just seemed really amateurish. It seemed really... Just stupid. I just thought it was idiotic. I thought he acted like a total idiot today. But I, you can't blame him entirely for, for Brighton's demise because, honestly speaking, I think in many ways they were robbed today. How VAR looked at Hoybier's stamp on Mitoma in the box and didn't give them a penalty, I, I really don't know. Um, their first goal, I, th I think... People will contest it. I I don't. I think it was the correct decision. I think Matoma has used his body and controlled the ball with his arm. He's done that. It hasn't just hit him on the arm. He's he's gone. He's made a motion to control the ball with his arm, and I think it was the right decision to disallow that goal. However, the foul on him from Hoybier was a foul. It was a, it was a penalty. It was a clear as day penalty. The inconsistencies with VAR are shocking. 
They're absolutely shocking because on another day that gets given as a penalty to, to anybody. It's gone in our favour this time. But it's still like, <laughs> come on. It's not right. But also, with the Tottenham hat on, there's that bit of me that's like, wow, lucky. You know, <laughs> like, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? They we, we all get these kind of breaks every now and again. And for Brighton's day, they didn't get that. But... Look, I, I, honestly, I don't know how we've come away from that game with three points. I really don't. Um, both of our goals were fantastic. That's something I would say. Sonny's goal, congratulations, lad. 100 Premier League goals. An absolute legend of ours. An absolute hero. He belongs in 20 years' time. It doesn't even need to be 20 years' time. It's just an arbitrary number plucked out of nowhere. But... When we look back on his Tottenham career, he almost definitely should be held in a higher esteem than even the likes of Teddy Sheringham. You know, he, he he's, he's an unbelievable player. Um, Teddy's one of my heroes growing up, you know, as a, as a young Spurs fan and all that. But Sonny's something else. I do think he's, I do think quite how brilliant he has been for us has been massively overshadowed by the fact that he's played at the same time as Harry Kane, as I've said before. But, you know, the two of them have made one another better. They, they definitely have. Um, so it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like they, they, They're a double act. That the, the, the funny thing is, the, the alarming thing is, we could face a similar sort of... Because the, they're the best partnership, without a doubt, since Keane and Berbatov, right? They just are. And the funny thing is, like with Keane and Berbatov, we could potentially face losing Kane and Son at around the same time, if not exactly the same time. But for now, we don't need to worry about that because the old familiar two both scored again today. I thought Kane, the finish from Kane's... I'm not sure if it took a deflection or not, but it, it was beautiful. It was typical Harry Kane, whipped across the goal, got it as far into the corner as he possibly could. And Sonny's was just a spectacular... I mean, what a way to score your 100th goal, right? Top corner. It's a, it's a trademark Sonny goal, that coming in, from the, coming in from the byline and whipping it. Top corner. Beautiful. Superb. I actually thought as well he had a good game today, but we'll, we'll, we'll do that a bit later on. Um, what I do want to say is I'm surprised we came away from this with the three points because... I thought we were absolutely pitiful today. Absolutely pitiful. But make no mistake. Yes, okay, fortune has favoured us today. But Brighton won today. Brighton absolutely won today. If this game is replayed, and I know this isn't how it works, but across the multiverse, 100 iterations of this game, 99 of them, Brighton have won that. They were the much better team today. They controlled most of the game. They absolutely, once again, controlled the midfield. We didn't really make many... You know, I think we. Actually, I think our forward three actually did all right today, but that just came as a result of us doing our lump it up to them up front. They were... It was just such an uninspired performance. And with each and every game, it looks like an even more let's say perverse decision to keep 
Antonio Conte's backroom staff in place at the club. It's the exact same game we've been watching now for, for years. Over and over and over and over again. There's no plan there. There's no identity. I mean, well, there is an identity and the identity is shit. Shit, boring, anti-football. But other than that, there's nothing there. There's no plan. Well, yes, there is a plan there. Lump it up to Kane, Son and Kulisevsky and see what they can do with it. Because this is... The fact we're like in a place that we're clinging on to this top four race, if you like, is just by sheer virtue of the fact that we have players like Harry Kane, who I'm in Son today, but he's not had a great season. But we'll include him in the conversation as Sonny at the end of the day. But it's mostly Harry Kane this year, especially. That has put us in a position, and I, I will say, yeah, I'm going to do the individual players. Kane was largely anonymous today. He was. It wasn't the best game for him today. But we still are. I still think we occupy a false position. You know, that's that's all I can really say further on this because we're just not very good. We're not very good at all um, as a team. This is. And I think something really needs to change drastically soon. I think Stellini and the rest of them need to go before the end of the season. And I appreciate some of the issue in this is that no manager wants to join before the end of the season. But look, if, if, if it's to be believed that Pochettino wants the job as badly as people behind the scenes are saying that he does, then I'm sure he would meet us in the middle if we said, right, look, Come on, come and take over now. You heard the crowd today. You heard them. It was booming, booming from all corners of the stadium. He's magic, you know. You know, that's not just a few people singing it after the game, like against AC on the pod when I was walking out the ground and you got a few pockets of people singing it. That's, you would say, what? At least 70% of the stadium today singing his magic, you know, for a couple of minutes. That's a clear message. Yeah, it's a clear message to the people upstairs, to your Donna Cullens, who are apparently not keen on Pochettino, who think he's lost his mojo or whatever. Because let's not pretend that we've just not hired <laughs> Jose Mourinho, Nuno Espirito Santo, Antonio Conte, if we're talking about people losing their mojos. Something's got a strange at Tottenham. I mean, again, like I say, like I've said previously, the non-emotional response to this is you're still in the chase for the top four. Nothing's really actually going wrong, but it's disingenuous. It's totally disingenuous because what do we follow this sport for? Do we follow this sport so we can look back next year and say, oh, well, you know, we actually finished fourth. So that was a successful season, even though the entire season has been awful. It's been boring. Nobody's enjoyed this. I don't think anybody has enjoyed this, right? I don't see anybody particularly happy on, on Twitter or in conversations that I have with any other Spurs fans that I know. It's just a totally abject nothingy season. And we're getting results like today. We're getting results like today, which is... And this is what... 
yeah, this is this is a hallmark of this season, especially the early part of this season, is coming away from games like today, being like, how have we gotten points out of that? I don't know, but we have. And that's just no that's that's just not a way to enjoy football. Not for me anyway. I don't I'm I'm not an accountant. I'm not racking up every single point and every single league position and whatever and taking deriving joy from that and maybe that's a weak mentality and maybe that's it but football is a visceral emotional sport I want to feel that I want to feel that passion I want to feel that the players are chasing every single point that every single game won has been because we've done it the way we want to play it not through some fucking formula that decides well, if we create and if we get the ball to Harry Kane in this position, then he will score X times out of ten on average. Nah, nah, not for me. You know, it's what Arsenal did for years until they started dropping out of the top four. It's what they did for years under Wenger, when the glory wasn't coming anymore. They started just existing, existing around the kind of top four conversation. It's not, it is trite, it is cliche, but it's not, it's not living, right? It's not living, it's not breathing. It's like a, it's almost like a sense of like footballing depression. Well, I don't say that sort of thing lightly. I'm not saying this is some cheap throwaway thing, but anybody that's experienced depression will know what I mean. It's a, it's a pure state of existence, not of, not of experience. As I say, you know, not of enjoying anything. And this spreadsheet approach to Tottenham is just, you know, it's not the one, man. It's not, it's not successful. It's not successful to keep binning off the cups to say we finish fifth or fourth. It's not successful to say well, actually, we, we, we'll, let's throw the Champions League this year because we want to make sure we're in it next year. It's just... Oh, it's just so tedious. It's just this conversation that we've had all year, and I, I get it, it's, it, these are very existential questions, and not everybody agrees on it. Some people prefer to have the grown-up, as it seems to be called, but... I don't really see why um, approach to it all where yep of course that's successful that's what you need to do because the club's in debt and and these these are of course all worthwhile conversations to have but I think what a lot of people neglect is we are a big club right we're a massive club we have a massive stadium that makes a lot of money and I can guarantee you that even if we were finishing 7th or 8th in the next couple of years, but we had a manager that galvanised the team, galvanised the support, got us playing some front foot, good football, looked like we were actually rebuilding the team into something new now, that we were dropping this image of Dyer, Lloris, etc. Let's say it, Kane and Son as well. Because we are going to need something new soon. Those two are gone soon. And that's going to be scary, right? 
And yeah, we probably are going to fall. Well, we're definitely likely to fall away from the sort of conversations that we're in now for a while. But that doesn't mean it all has to be bad because we've had good times under Martin Yoll in the past. We had good times under Harry Redknapp and that pushed us more into this type of conversation. But it wasn't a given. We came off of the back of Juan de Ramos where, yep, we won a League Cup, but we still weren't a team that was really finishing in the... Well, we weren't finishing in the top four or anything. It's Harry Redknapp that got us there. And I feel that this just getting top four because we should be able to, because we have Harry Kane, that's what leads to the whole joyless existence we're in now. The jeopardy of having a maybe younger, but Ange Postacoglu isn't particularly young, but if we had somebody like Ange Postacoglu in, somebody that, like I say, managed to whip up an identity, a sense of pride with what we were doing, an idea that we were building something new, something fresh, people would get behind it. The stadium would be full, and even if we did miss out on the Champions League, the money would keep on coming. We're having gigs, all this F1 shit, whatever that's going into the ground. This idea that we just have to completely sacrifice enjoying football to play off debt is not for us. We don't, and you don't need to be made to feel like some sort of child because you want to enjoy football. As I continue to say on here, this thing, this sport, this culture that we're all so attached to, that we're all so tethered to, is supposed to be a way of escaping life. You know, I don't think anybody, and nobody I know, really, has really enjoyed the past few years at all. There's a lot of uncertainty in the country. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. We've had a global pandemic. Looks like we're facing a, a massive economic recession again. It's nice to be able to switch off for that for a while. So we don't need to be told, oh, actually, we also need to think about debt and revenue. And No, we just want to enjoy watching some lads kick in the fucking pigskin about for a bit and scoring a few goals and it actually being fun. It actually being fun to go to the ground, not something that you dread, not something that you treat as an obligation, not something where you'd rather be... I mean, even when the football's good, there are sometimes those afternoons when you just want to be sat in a pub with your mates. And when the game time comes, you think, oh, I'd just rather stay here. But that feeling is much more pronounced when the football isn't fun, right? And if that's Pochettino, you know, I'd love it to be Pochettino. I think he's the right man at this moment because I don't, I think if we leave it any longer it is going to be too late and I think it will be time to move on from him because I think football will have moved on and I think if he doesn't get the job this time he probably will look for another job somewhere and yeah I think you know passing ships in the night and all that but I think now we've got an opportunity to bring him in he can repair a bit of the the broken soul around the club at the moment can understand the challenges that the club are facing in replacing key players and such and take it somewhere else. But if it's not him, then please, 
please, please, just not another Enrique. Well, I say another Enrique, but I mean, I mean that in respect to, you know, it's another one of these. He won stuff with Barcelona. Conte won stuff with Inter, Chelsea. Jose Mourinho won stuff. You know, let's have somebody that hasn't won stuff. Let's have somebody that wants to win stuff. Let's have somebody that looks at Tottenham. You haven't won anything for ages. I haven't won anything yet. I'm hungry for this. I'm hungry for this. I can't just fall back on my Champions League medals and say, pa, that's Tottenham's fault at the end of the day. What else was I supposed to do? Conte couldn't do it. Mourinho couldn't do it. Nor, n- neither could I. Because that's what this club is. Nah. We, we can't have any more of this shit. We cannot have any more of this shit at all. Because it's been fucking miserable. It's fucking miserable to see that tosser Antonio Conte for the past two years slag our club off in public. And it depresses me to see how many of our fans just lap it up. This self-flagellating, please hurt us, tell us more how terrible we are. Tell us, tell us, please, please. I'm done with that stuff, man. I want, I want someone fresh, I want someone young, or I want Pochettino. You know, because it's two different things there, right? And again, it doesn't have to be young. Like I say, Ange Postacoglu, I think I'd be here for it. I think I think I might be. I think he's he's got a bit of a Martin Yol type vibe about him, where he's a bit older, but he's still he's not been at that kind of top level, right? And no disrespect to Celtic, but sort of is disrespect to Celtic, isn't it? Really, I mean, they are a massive club, but just by virtue of the fact that we're a Premier League team, it, it it is a step up in many ways. I'm sorry to any sort of half Celtic fans. Cause I think there are a few, you know, people have sort of spit loyalties, any of the Irish lads or Scottish, you know, or lads or ladies or people who listen to this podcast. Um, the, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's just let's just have something that's ours, right? And let's build forward because this is just this is not nice anymore. And I'm talking about you know we've come away from this. Brian could be leapfrogging us in not long, right? We should be celebrating this, and on on many levels, I am happy about this. So I'm not trying to take away from that. You know, like I say, there's that trollish part of me that has the Two fingers up, ah, unlucky. Back off to the south coast with your fish and chips, you upstart little melts. But also, I can watch that and recognise we lost that game. Two plus two equals five, I know, but we lost that game. Let's do the players. Tottenham. If it's a bit echoey, by the way, um, just letting you know, I'm actually dog-sitting at the moment. And we're staying in a very, very nice big house in Surrey. Um, doing some dog-sitting. So I'm in this big echoey hallway. I'm not recording on my usual mic or anything like that. Just chatting into the laptop because that seemed to work quite well the last time. Um dog sitting this lovely you know what? i've always been scared of rottweilers right you know they've got a bit of a rep especially growing up in the 90s dogs like rottweilers were pretty demonized right 
and I know you have to socialise them well. You can't just sort of knock them about and expect them to be lovely. But this this dog we look after, this Rottweiler, is absolutely lovely. I'm not I'm not really a massive dog person either, but she's lovely. So Rottweilers are nice. You know, I'm sure many of you know that already, but they're just yeah, lovely, lovely dogs. Right. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Players. Hugo Lloris. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but Fraser Forster needs to start. Hugo's a mess. He's a mess. I think he could have done better for, well... He definitely should have done better for the goal, the second goal that was disallowed. Um, it was a calamitous sequence of events there. Hoybier, Dyer, and Lloris, but Lloris should have done better than that. I think Lloris could have done better with Dunk's goal as well, to be honest. That seems harsh. It was a good header, but his positioning again is all over the shop. Playing out from the back, he's horrible. I just don't think he inspires any confidence in anybody in the team anymore, which is awful because he's our goalkeeper and he's our captain. So just, you know, priority, priority, number one replacement this summer is him. Number one has to be priority. Clement Longley, um, I barely even noticed him today, to be honest. Barely noticed him, which is probably a good thing. I can't really say much more about Clement Longley. Eric Dyer, time has come, actually. You know, I think there's a part of me that thinks, that has said on here a lot, good squad player, one of the generals, knows the club, good guy. You know what, though? Actually, I'm sort of coming around to that school of thought that there's a whiff about him. There's a whiff, there's a stench of failure. There's a scar with him in the, his effect on the team and the team's effect on him. I dare say Eric Dyer moves on to Club Light Brighton or somebody like Burnley that have just come up sign him. Or I usually use them as an example, but I think it's apt. Somebody like Crystal Palace signs him. And I dare say he recovers his love for the game a bit. He starts to... he I think he rattles himself a lot, right? I think he gets out of his own head a bit and he becomes one of the main men in a team like that. And actually, 
looks really good. I think it's a new breath of fresh air for him because I do think ultimately at his core, I think Eric Dyer is a very good player. I think he's a very good player, but I think he just is too rattled by the idea that the clip that's been doing the rounds this week again is from that all or nothing when him and Delhi are having the altercation when Delhi is clearly digging out Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer clearly knows that Delhi's digging him out, but Delhi doesn't want to say it because those two were, you know, they were bros back then and I guess it was just, you know, awkward, but Dyer probably carries that sort of feeling that he's always to blame. The crowd always groan when he makes a mistake or whatever. Maybe the whole thing's just gotten kind of a bit messy. Maybe it's all just a bit done now, our relationship with Eric Dyer. And maybe it's time to admit that. I'm talking to myself here. There'll be plenty of people saying I'm way ahead of you, mate. But I've always tried to sort of see the good in him. But I, I sort of have come around to the idea now that it's time to time to bin him off. Christian Romero, again, another one of those days, man. He, I do love that. I do love the fire in his blood. I love what he's like. But games like today, when it starts to get a bit tasty... He does start to lose his arse a bit. And he could... He, there were a couple of challenges in there today when he could have gotten a red. There was one in particular. I can't, I'm not sure if it was... Was it on Solly Marsh or was it on Matoma? I'm not sure. But where he left a foot in, he clattered Alexis McAllister early on in the game. His compadre. And he... Uh, he didn't. I don't think he got anything for that, and he 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 got off pretty luckily. I mean, he did get the ball, but it was one of those got the ball and took a lot of the man as well. But I thought he had a good game. His pressure, his intensity, is invaluable, especially in days like today. So, you know, be careful what you wish for in terms of, like I say, taking too much of the fire out of his blood. We all know what happened to Wayne Rooney. That's always the example that gets used, but I think Wayne Rooney remained a very good player. But he's not really relevant to the conversation here, is he? Entirely. Christian Romero, overall good, but sometimes that just come on, please, just try a bit harder to keep it together. Even Perisic. <laughs> Actually, a good game today by his standards, I thought, honestly speaking. Um. yeah I thought he was alright I thought he was actually he caused them a few problems I thought a few of his balls into the box were pretty decent Um. I thought him and Longley actually played together quite well I thought I thought he was okay today and you know it doesn't change my feelings about him it doesn't change the feeling that I want him gone at the end of the year but he was okay today Oliver Skip I thought he had a good game for the most part. Whenever I dig out Hoybier, people will always like to say, why am I out Skip? But I thought Skip had a good game today. Especially in the first half. He went on a few of those nice little runs, which didn't really come to anything. There was one in particular when I think it was Dunk who clattered him and we got nothing for it and it was a clear foul. Oh, no, it was... It was um, Casido, wasn't it? Absolutely took him out. 
and Casido was sort of standing over him, like, get up. And he was, and Skip was just like, what are you on about, mate? You fouled me. Like, what are you on about? And I, I, I really like how ballsy he is because, you know, he does have that sort of face of a choir boy, doesn't he? Um, Pierre Mahoybier today, basically him, Diet and Larice were the get them out my club performances today. But Pierre Mahoybier, I get it, he, he, he's probably been running to the ground, playing in this two isn't fair on him. Blah, 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 blah. But still, just nah. Nah. Several, several times today when he just doesn't fucking concentrate. He doesn't concentrate when he's coming back to try and clear the ball from the edge of the box or something like that. And he just misses the ball or just twats it up into the air. Just... Nah, just irritates me, man. And he completely just ran the past. Um, can't remember who it was who for their second that ended up being a handball. Well, well, it was Welbeck's goal, wasn't it? But before the ball was released to Welbeck, it might have been Alexis McAllister. I don't know, but Hoybier completely ran past his man. It's just pathetic. Pathetic performance. Um, not good. Pedro Porro, sorry, awful performance today. He's so inconsistent. And I appreciate that he's settling into the league, as I got called out on. He's settling into the league. He's a young player. But as other people have been saying, a lot of this stuff is what has hampered his career at sporting. It's a lot of the reason why the Spanish national team aren't overly fond of him. It's just a bit annoying. I don't want to write him off too soon, but I honestly can't help but feel like we signed another dud, you know? Not a dud is harsh. A dud is really harsh, but... Just another Tottenham player, you know? Another, oh, he's all right, and he's really good on these days, but he's also actually really bad on these days. Why can't we just have players again that are just good, you know? Maybe he will get there. Right, I'm, he is young, settling into the league, and there's plenty to be positive about of him, but fuck me. He was just not very good today at all. Sonny, Uminson, one of his best games for a while, I thought. Suddenly looked like he could run with the ball again. His goal was superb. As I said at the top, 100 Premier League goals. Absolute superstar. One of our best ever players. Put some respect on his name. Let's maybe play him off of the bench a bit more. Let him kind of rest up a bit. We know his age. There's plenty of stuff we can say about Son this year, but let's not lose sight of Son overall as a player and everything that he's done for this club in this moment anyway because he deserves he deserves all the love and all the adoration he's one of the very best players and probably people that's ever dawned like worn our shirt um, I feel very grateful for having seen him 
Dejan Kulisevsky, a bit more like it today. A bit more like it. He was a bit more on it. Again, it wasn't perfect. His shooting was a little wayward. His decision-making wasn't always spot-on. But there was starting to just see glimmers of that Dejan Kulisevsky from last season. Look, we're in the business end of the year again. Hopefully we'll kick into that gear. Hopefully they'll take some confidence from today. Especially him, after a good performance, I thought. I think it was probably the right time to bring him off, to bring on Dan Juma. He started to wane a bit and, yep, his fitness is sort of in question at the moment and has been for a lot of these season, but still, good performance day. Good performance. Long may it continue. Harry Kane, expertly taken goal, as you'd expect from him. I think he was trying to do a bit of his string-pulling stuff, but he was largely anonymous, I thought, today. I think the game just sort of passed him by a bit. I think the game passed the whole team by a bit. Um, as you know, as we sort of said at the top, not a uh, not a classic performance from Tottenham Hotspur today. But that is what it is. Um, I have started now a little preview pod behind a paywall. It's on the Buy Me a Coffee website. You can see the link in the bio on Twitter, and I also tweeted out a link to it. I've done, I did, so I did a Brighton preview. And the way I figure that I'm going to break this down is before each game, like this pod, this sort of solo pod thing, I'm going to do one of these as a preview. Um, slightly different in tone, everything like that. Just from the sheer matter of the fact I'm looking forward to the game and talking about the sort of opposition team and what I think about them. Um, overall, in going into the game, so you can you can get on that through the Buy Me A Coffee website. I might look at changing that up in the summer. Um, I'm just getting the ball rolling at the moment, but I might look at maybe just go to Patreon or something like that because everybody knows it and everybody uses the platform. But I don't hear good things about Patreon from people that use it. So, you know. Um, but for now, Buy Me A Coffee website. I'm going to be doing a preview pod. And I'm also going to... So if you want to email me, Tetrunk, T E H, trunk, elephant's trunk, at gmail.com. With any thoughts, so in written form or any voice notes about basically anything, you hear the type of stuff I talk about on here films, TV, football, or even just random stuff, greetings cards, dog sitting, you know? Misphonia. Is it misphonia? 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 Whatever. Voice notes, emails, send them to me, and I'm going to try to do maybe every couple of weeks or every week, depending on what the response is like, do like a mailbag pod, which will be football and a bit of random stuff. Um, I'm also going to stick other random little bits in there behind the paywall. Um, any work in progress stuff that I've got video wise going, be that any little scripts and stuff are right up. Or any other, if I get the inspiration to do any of my old sort of animation things, maybe I'll start start putting some of those out, putting them behind the paywall. But random bits of video stuff anyway. Um, for anybody that has seen Spurs Wipe, you'll see my sort of random little animated bits. Or anybody who remembers back in the day, my old Tetrunk animations. That's why we're all here at the end of the day. Um, that, uh, you, you, uh, whatever. 
So basically, buy me a coffee website. I'll put the link out um, every now and again. But yeah, preview pods, mailbag pods, random pods. Might do some other random ones here and there, um, but do that. If you haven't heard enough of me talking about stuff as well, the BYOB, Bring Your Own Blockbuster podcast, is now coming up to its third episode. Third episode will be out on Monday. We're going to be talking about Pulp Fiction. It's me, Ben Haynes, our producer, Alex Purdy. Um, we've got an audio pod and we have a video offering on YouTube, no less. TikTok as well. Random little clips, Instagram too, where we have a nostalgic look at films of years gone by. Basically, we talk about all the films that we love, what we liked about them then, what we like about them now, how our opinions of them has changed as we watch them with 2023 eyes how they've aged one of the features on there is fine wine or war crime how has it aged the mvp we talk about sort of some of the best performances within the films why we like it blah 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 all the stuff you'd expect from a nostalgic fun-packed film podcast the beginning um half of the audio pod we cut this out on the youtube version but on the audio pod we also talk about films that are in the cinema at the moment films that we've watched um, and how much we enjoyed or didn't them. So, yeah, check it out. BYOB Pod. We've got a Twitter account at BYOB Pod. You can find us on all your regular places Spotify, Apple, Google, Podchaser, all that type of stuff, whatever. I don't know. Is Podchaser a thing? I'm looking at analytics often, see random names. Pocket Casts, I think that's another one. Whatever. You can find the podcast on all those different places or on YouTube, BYOB Pod. Episode one was Mrs. Doubtfire. Episode two was Whiplash. Episode three will be Pulp Fiction. So give it a listen. Get involved. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Much love. Come on, you Spurs. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.